Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Dr. Kenny Aikins, the 3D woman. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing the mystery behind the number seven, according to scriptures. I'm inspired to do this podcast because of the reality and the spiritual meaning of today which is the seventh day of the seventh month of the 21st year so it's a very significant day especially if you understand the importance and relevance of what it means scripturally i don't intend to sound magical in this podcast however i'm going to be showing you mysteries that is attached to the number seven. So I'll be showing you insights you can work with using scriptures. Like I said, this is not um, to give you a sense of magic. It's just to show you mysteries, mysteries according to scripture, having a spiritual significance that transcends human understanding, relating to or stemming from understanding spiritual matters having a spiritual reality of what the number seven means to you i'm going to be showing you scriptures from the book of genesis chapter 2 the big book of the beginnings and um, like we all know for some of us who do not know god created the heavens and the earth and um, each day for every day a day one, a day two, a day three, a day four, there were things that the Lord was creating. If I go back to Genesis chapter one, you will understand that in the beginning, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light. And then the Lord saw that the light was good and he divided light from darkness. God called the light day and darkness night. And God said, let the firmament in the midst of waters, let it come to be and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament. God called the firmament the heavens and the evening and the morning were the first day and the second day. And the Lord started creating um, humanity, you know, he went on the third day to create the, um, the, um, the earth, to create the grass of the field, to create herbs, to create trees. The Lord went ahead the fourth day to, to, to divide the light, to divide the night. God made times and he made seasons. And then he went on to create two great lights, the one to rule by night, the greater one to rule by night, and the lesser one to rule by day. And then the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And then on the fifth day, the Lord created abundance, creatures, sea creatures, fowls of the air. You know, and the Lord created the whales and every living creatures. The Lord created all these things and he went on the sixth day to create um, a man, you know, to dominate, to rule over all, all of his creatures. And then something significant happened on the seventh day which is going to form the crooks of what i'll be sharing in this podcast the bible says in genesis chapter 2 verse 1 thus the heavens and the earth were finished Mm, so you see that and all the host of them and on the seventh day god ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day can you see that from all his work which he had made And God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because in it he had rested from all his work which he had created. Now, if we look at scriptures, you can see how God set order day after day creating things in their sequence. Every day he was creating something and then the other day he created something better and then the other day he created something else that was going to form the whole of humanity. So on the seventh day, the Bible says the Lord finished all his work and he rested. So the number seven in the scriptures is very significant. Number one, it represents rest. It represents rest because the Bible says here in Genesis chapter two that on the seventh day, the Lord rested 
So I want to believe that today is the day of rest for you in the name of Jesus. Number two is the day of perfection. The Bible, saw, the Bible says that God finished the heavens and the earth. He saw that everything he created was good. That, that, that is a revelation of his perfection. And God is perfecting all that concerns you. I'm going to show you scriptures that will let you know and make you understand that you should walk from a, from a victory point and not to strive for victory. Because God has perfected it ever, ever before you thought you were going to start. Number three, um, the, number, um, the number seven represents goodness. The Bible says that he rested on the, on the seventh day because he saw that the work that he created was good. He saw that the work he created was good. So God is a good God. He's doing good things in your life. But the devil will ensure you don't see it. God is doing great and mighty things that you can't even, your mind cannot even fathom. He is a good God. Another thing that seven represents, that it's a day of blessing. The Bible says the Lord blessed the seventh day. So the seventh day is already a blessed day. It's already a day that God has set aside for your blessing. You need to know it. Nobody is going to convince you about it. You need to know it. And the Bible says, and he sanctified it. Do you see that? It's a day of sanctification. It's a day of separation. It's a a special day that the Lord has carved out. So today is the seventh month. Uh, This season that we are is the seventh month. And today is the seventh day. So you see that it's a day that God has sanctified. The the day that the Lord has separated. The season that God has separated for you. Now let me go a little prophetic in, in what I'm sharing. Now that we understand the relevance of the seventh day or the number seven, which can represent the seventh day, the seventh month, the seventh season, whatever it is. Going deeper, when you now go and understand that that number seven is being repeated, why is today a special day? Because today is the seventh day of the seventh month of the 21st year. Mm, That's the prophetic order. So you know that number 21 is seven multiplied three times, and three is the number of tri- is of is the number of the Trinity. So if you have the seventh day of the seventh month multiplied in three different dimensions, which gives us 21, then that day is a prophetic day. What that means is that God is resetting a new order in your life. When a number repeats itself, or when something repeats itself, that means that that thing is established. So whatever counsel that God has over your life, that counsel is established. Nothing can change it. Nothing, not, nothing can uproot it. Nothing can stop it. If God has set something in motion in your life, nothing can stop it. You are the only one that can stop yourself. And you know what the Bible says? So shall my word be that word fall out of my mouth. That word cannot return void. So God has set that thing in motion ahead of your life. God has set that breakthrough ahead of your life. God has set that new order ahead of your life. And guess what? If that thing gets to that point where you are and it doesn't meet you there, that thing or that thing that has been established cannot go back to God because it has been released. What it does is that it goes straight to look for availability. It goes out to look for available vessels, people who are ready. And then before you know what's happening, they take possession. They take possession of those things and then you wonder several times you see people do things that you know oh these are things i ought to be doing probably maybe they were the people who took what you what was meant for you because you were not ready because you could not see it because you were distracted by the noise around you because you allowed your focus to shift because of the distractions around you so you see today is the prophetic day and i believe that god is already declaring his prophetic over your life the seventh day of the seventh month of the 21st year seven times seven times seven giving us 21 i like to read something here that's also very very significant look at genesis chapter 2 verse 3 and the bible says that god rested from all his work which he had created and he had made so that's number seven this order is saying that i have I have, I'm, I'm bringing you into a place of rest. You are no longer going to strive. Thank you, Jesus. You are no longer going to strive. And immediately, I mean, I, 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 that word came to my spirit. I remember the scripture in Psalm 18, verse 43. Very, very powerful scripture. Psalm 18, verse 43. And I would really love to read a couple of uh, versions of that scripture. 
He says, you have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. People I do not know will serve me. The NLT says, you have given me victory over my accusers. Do you see? Because it's a day that the Lord has separated already. It's a day that the Lord has set aside. You have victory already. And I pray you receive that victory this morning. Like I said, you are coming from a point of victory. You are not striving for victory. You are not praying for victory. You are coming from the point of victory. And another translation says, you have delivered me from the strivings of the people. You have made me the head. Another one says, you have delivered me from contentions. I love that. Anything that is contentious contending with your life anything that is contending with your future that is contending with your glory whatever it is god the bible says you have rescued me i love the new american standard bible that says you have rescued me from the contentions of people do you see that god has come to your rescue thank you father he has come to your rescue let him have his way let him take away the contentions let him bring you into a new season. Let him bring you into a new victory. Let him bring you, break you free from whatever is trying to hold you down. He has come, his hand is outstretched to remove you from contentions. Do you see that? Psalm 133, 38, sorry. Psalm 138, let me quickly read. Uh, Psalm 138, verse 8. I love to read different translations so that it can give me a broader view of what the scripture is saying. The KJV, which we all know, says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy endures forever. Forsake not the work of your own hand. It talks about um, 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 perfection, like I read earlier on from Genesis, that the Lord saw all that he did, and that he saw it was good, and that it was perfect, and he rested from all his labor. But I saw another translation, the NLT, that says, The Lord will work out his plans for my life. Mm. Do you see that? The Lord is working out something behind the scene. The devil is making so much noise. Life will process itself whether you believe it or not. So really, everything is not even about the devil. You have to go through the process of life. A woman who is about to give birth will go through the process of delivery. So she can't be screaming at the labor room and saying, I reject every Satan that is not making me have this baby. No. Life will, I mean, people will go through the process of life. Do you see that? The Lord is working out his plans in your life for he is faithful and he will not abandon you. Other translation says that the Lord will vindicate me. Do you see that? So have you been here? You've been accused of, of, of something you didn't do. God is going to vindicate you. He's going to set you apart. He's going to set you free from this thing. So the Lord is perfecting. It's a day of perfection. It's a day to look beyond whatever it is that is trying to hold you back and pushing into the victory that God has already made available. The day of the Lord is the seventh day because it is his own day. Every other day, he created man. Every other day, he left it for the earth. Every other day, he left it for the fowls of the air, the fields, and all of that. But the seventh day is for him. It's, your, it's his day. And if you can come in into his rest, then you will enjoy the blessings that come along with it. And so this morning, I just want you to lift up your hands and, and prophesy over your life and say, Lord, I come in into rest. I come in into your perfection. I receive your goodness. I receive my blessings. I, 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 I receive my sanctification. I enter into, into a new order. I enter into a new season. I enter into a new flow. I, 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 I come out of every form of strife. I come out of every form of contention. I step in into my victory. I break free. I, I, I come in into a new dawn in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, I give you the praise. I give you the glory. Thank you, Lord, for repeating a new order. Thank you, Lord, for establishing your counsel in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I, I welcome myself into a new dawn. I welcome myself into a new season. Thank you, eternal Father. Give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you are able to cane into this prophetic and allow the things that the Lord has done to work. The Lord has gone into rest so you going into rest yes you will do what you need to do as a person you put in the work you put in your energy you put in your strength but you are doing it with a clearer understanding that god has finished what he alone wants to do in your life and that you are ready to walk in your victory thank you for listening to this podcast and you have a wonderful wonderful day bye-bye
Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Dr. Kenny Akins, the 3D woman. And today in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the power of gratitude. Gratitude is a word that has been misplaced in this modern world. However, for those who know how to use it, it is a tool that will connect your present to your future. According to Fox Etel 2015, he says, Gratitude is a social emotion that signals our recognition of the things others have done for us. Ralph Waldo Emerson also says that when we are grateful, it helps us to cultivate the habit. I love the word cultivate. The habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes our way and to give thanks continually. And because all things have contributed to our achievement in life, we should include all things in our gratitude, both tangible and intangible things. I'm going to give you a few synonyms, you know, uh, to gratitude, which includes acknowledgement, appreciativeness, grace, gratefulness, praise, recognition. I think I love the word recognition responsiveness, thankfulness, and so on. Gratitude can also be used as an apology tool. It helps us to make amends and to help us solve other life's problems or issues that may come our way. I read something about gratitude in an article and I would like to read it, how gratitude works. Gratitude is a selfless act. It's act are done unconditionally to show to people that they are appreciated. A gift that is freely given is one way to understand what these acts are like. For example, maybe you have a friend who is down or depressed or has an issue and you've taken time to visit that person to say encouraging words to such a person. Now, when you have done that, you are not really expecting that person to uh, um, to act back in return or to come back to say, oh, thank you, because you are doing that act selflessly. Sometimes when we don't even expect something in return, uh, those people appreciate the depth of sacrifice we have given to them. And by doing that, it has communicated a message to them. Gratitude, in other words, can be contagious in in such a way. There are so many things to be grateful for. When someone gives you a helping hand, you can show gratitude. When you get a counsel or an advice from someone, especially an unsolicited one, you can show gratitude. When someone offers to do something for you, to help you uh, cover up or to help you meet up your targets or your goals, you can show gratitude. Um, I, I tell parents, I'm also just learning some of these things. I mean, when cho- my children do things for me, I don't think that I'm entitled to them because uh, they, for all I care, they might not have done it. So when they do things for me, I come back to say, oh, thank, thank you. Or like this um, archaic way of thinking that, oh, because I'm a mom or because I'm a dad, I expect these children to do. Yes, they're expected to do those things, but also see it as... Um, uh, as an opportunity, you know, and a privilege indeed. When someone offers, uh, when, when, when your boss pays your salary, this one even really hits me hard. When your boss pays your salary, yes, you've worked for it, yes, you've earned it, you should learn to show appreciation and gratitude. You know, you should learn. I learned this also from one of my mentors that, yes, for, I mean, someone you have worked for it, but going back to show appreciation will give that person a, a deeper sense of um, feeling that you are someone of value and worth. When someone gives you an opportunity to serve or to volunteer, you should also show appreciation. You can show appreciation for tangible things and intangible things in life. It's something, it's an habit you must learn to cultivate. It's something you must learn to cultivate. Gratitude is an attitude. Let me say that again. Gratitude 
is an attitude is an attitude you inculcate in your daily life you inculcate it you cultivate it by ensuring that everything that comes your way is first a product of grace because many people are positioned in the same place for all you care they have not gotten the same opportunity as you have gotten so it's something you must cultivate in your day-to-day life when you do that and you are grateful you will not miss out on the little less things that life has to offer you this will also help you to appreciate the luck of everything that makes our life better makes our life better what about your gratitude to god when you woke up this morning or when you woke up i mean when you wake up on a daily basis is it your doing do you realize that when you sleep you're actually dead and you could have woken up on the other side of the divide but when you get up in the morning and you are grateful and thankful to god for the opportunity to see another brand new day then i tell you the honest truth it shows it that also extends i mean gives longevity to life so I'll quickly tell you five things that I want you to take note of. So five powerful things about gratitude. Number one, don't forget that I said one of the synonyms for gratitude is appreciation. So number one, if you show appreciation, your life will appreciate in value. The value of what you get in life is directly proportional to, to what your life emits. What you become is as a result of what you give out or what your life emits. So in other words, those things you emit become a magnet that attract the same thing that you emit in life. If you are full of complaining, you repel people. But if you are used to being grateful, you will emit and attract sin. Someone said, it is only a great fool who is not grateful for God's great fools. It is only a great fool. You must be a fool not to be grateful for the great fools, the great things that God is doing in your life or the things that people or the things that God has positioned people to do in your life. Don't think you are deserving of those things. I'll say that again. Don't think you are deserving of those things. But your, your show of gratitude will actually just ensure that you continuously enjoy the flow of these blessings. This leads me this leads me to point number 2 that gratitude determines altitude. Gratitude determines altitude. Gratitude determines how far you go in life. How far people help you. How far you get help. How far people assist you. Gratitude takes you from one level of um, success ladder to another level of success ladder. Gratitude shows the kind of company of people that you will be able to I mean work with or the kind of company of people you will find yourself. Gratitude is a visa to getting help and to going higher in life. Number three, gratitude and reciprocity. Gratitude and reciprocity. This concept work hand in hand. And what this law simply states is that you cannot get what you have not given because you will only reap what you sow. In other words, people are motivated to do something gracious in return to reciprocate the action you have shown towards them. This is someone being grateful for your gratitude and they are ready to go to any length to show the same or to reciprocate exactly what you have done to them. Now, have you thought for a moment that maybe you, you look at your life and you're wondering people don't show me kindness people don't love me people don't give to me maybe the problem might be you maybe the problem might be that you are not also showing the same to others because we will report we have sown are you grateful or are you showing gratitude to anyone at all are you receiving the same measure to which you have shown to others so you need to take a uh, do a soul search. If you are not embracing, if you are not experiencing these things, maybe you need to check 
your gratitude level. Maybe your gratitude level is low or maybe you're not even showing any gratitude at all. When you show gratitude to people, people are motivated to do things back, you know, in return for the gratitude you have shown unto them. I want somebody to take note of that. Maybe the reason why you are not experiencing the same thing is because you are not showing the same level of gratitude. Number four, another synonym for gratitude is thankful, thankfulness. If you are grateful, your tank will be full. <laughs> if you are grateful, because it's the synonym for gratitude is thankful. When you, are thank- when, when you are thankful. And if you are grateful, your tank will always be full and not empty. Joy will never cease in your life. Glory will never cease in your life. Blessings will never cease in your life. So if your tank is empty... Maybe you need to start thanking the Lord for or thanking people for the things that they have shown you, even the littlest things. And watch those little things multiply, you know, in time as your life grows on. The last thing I want to say about being thankful is, I'm going to read a scripture, you know, I won't, I mean, end this podcast without reading a scripture. Luke chapter 17. The Bible says in verse 11, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village and saw ten lepers. And they lifted up their voices and just said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice. Now, gratitude is not something you show, you do quietly. You show it and your being must must be involved everything in you must be involved he, he shouted with a loud voice and glorified and jesus said were there not 10 cleansed where are the remaining nine they are not found to return to give glory to god except the stranger and jesus said a profound word arise and go your way your faith has made thee whole now let me quickly say something you need to catch here lepers were those people who had this kind of diseases in those days and they were ostracized from the society they are not allowed to stay where people are there they allow them to stay in the outskirts jesus was going and he saw them these people going to the outskirts where they were going to be abandoned and they cried to him for help and and they and jesus healed and jesus told them go and show yourself to the priest number one that is an act of faith because they are not even allowed to sh- to be in the city talk less of going to the to the temple to show themselves jesus wanted them to exercise their faith so sometimes gratitude as an element of you showing your faith in other words you are, you are yet to get that thing that you're trusting the lord for but you are saying lord i'm grateful you're yet to get your visa you're yet to get married you're yet to get that dream job you're yet to move into the apartment you're yet to see that prayer answered and you're saying lord i'm grateful is a sign of faith and the bible says as they went they were cleansed they were cleansed and immediately one of them looked at himself and said wow i don't feel this itch i don't feel all these symptoms anymore and he went back to show gratitude and jesus was asking where are the remaining nine i want to ask you are you among the nine that are not showing gratitude or are you among the one just the one percent we will come back to say lord i'm grateful indeed grateful for the meal you have given me this morning for the gift of breath and life for the gift of my salvation are you among the one or you're among the nine but now the climax of this message is that there is a major difference between those nine and that one the nine people were healed but that one person was made whole now if you are if you've seen a leprous man you will understand that their body is white you see all the symptoms they are scratching themselves most of their um, limbs and their feet and all of that you know uh, fingers have, have been chopped off as a result of that sickness now the big difference between that person that was healed yes they were healed the symptoms and all of those things disappeared but that one man who came back to thank him had his fingers restored came brought came came alive his limbs that were that were um, chopped off they were brand new uh, fingers that grew that was wholeness and that is the power of coming back others who have not shown gratitude might well experience one or two or three blessings but you who have come back to show gratitude you will be made whole and complete and i pray this morning as you have listened to this podcast you will begin to show dimensions of gratitude in your life that will take you from being healed to wholeness to wholeness complete wholeness in your body in your spirit in your finances 
in the name of Jesus. I decree that today you will experience the newness of God. God bless you and see you in the next podcast. Ensure you show that gratitude so that your life will increase in altitude. Amen. Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Dr. Kenny Akins, the 3D woman. And I'll be sharing in this podcast the key to mental wellness. The key to mental wellness. Being mentally well means that your mind is in order and functioning in your best interests. That means that you can think, act, feel in ways that create a positive impact on your physical and social well-being for a balanced life. Why is this important? It's important because it will help you to make healthy choices at every stage of your life. I'm actually sharing this podcast this this day in order to help someone who is listening to me have a healthy and victorious life in this season in this season and era where negativity is the order of the day so you are welcome like we all know the effect of the pandemic has caused a lot of people to lose valuable things in their life people have lost lost loved ones people have lost businesses people are mentally unstable and if you are not mentally well you might be suffering from a mental disorder i'm just going to mention a few of these mental condition conditions which can range you know um range from conditions that affect our mood thinking and behavior and um, these things can impact a whole lot on our productivity and output in life most common and types include clinical depression anxiety disorder bipolar disorder i'd just like to mention a few of how this uh, mental disorder affects our life a clinical depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in daily life anxiety disorder is a mental health disorder that is characterized by feelings of of worry anxiety fear that are they are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities examples could include panic attacks obsessive compulsive disorder and PTSD that's post-traumatic stress disorder in in acute or severe cases someone might be going through a bipolar disorder a disorder that that is associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive low to high manics high manic attacks this cause the cause of this type of disorder isn't known, but a combination of genetics, the environment that one lives in, and all of these things might be a reason why people suffer from it. For bipolar disorder, um, it's a medical condition that can't that can be treated, but really it can't be cured. Sometimes in chronic cases, it may last for years or even be a lifelong experience. Some of these disorders also have symptoms such as um, high energy, sometimes reduced need for sleep. Sometimes people have loss of touch with reality. They are just in a world of their own. Sometimes it leads to depression, loss of interest in daily activities, low motivation, you know, and sometimes it could even lead, lead to suicidal thoughts. In other cases, uh, in other low um, cases, people are, uh, um, have feelings of discouragement, people have negative thoughts, people have low self-esteem or worth, or a lot of feelings of inadequacy. Now, I realize that what we see 
or hear about others, sometimes effect of past mistakes, pain, feelings of regret are things that can contribute to this kind of feelings that lead to mental um, disorder or unwellness. Now, where does all of this start? It starts from the mind. Like you know, I have just one solution. And that solution comes from the word of God. So I'm going to be sharing a whole lot of scriptures that will help you come out of whatever situation it is. Whether it is a mental disorder, whether it is a clinical depression, anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, or it's just this feeling of I'm not good enough, I don't have enough, I'm not, I'm not, I can't measure up. You know, whatever it is that the devil is using to attack your mind i want you to know that there is nothing the word of god cannot do now i'm going to be focusing this um um, podcast on three major things one what god's word says what is the word of god saying what is the standard number two what you allow the devil to say to you and number three what you are saying to yourself because like i like you know all these things are mind battles and if you have to live a victorious life you have to be balanced in your emotions you have to make sure that there is stability in your mind the way you think the way you reason so i would want you to stay through with me in this podcast the first scripture i would like to share is from the book of proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 the bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he as you think what is going through your mind what are you allowing in your emotions how are you balanced how are you stable in your emotions as you think in your heart so are you if you think suicidal thoughts you are you are likely going to end up uh, uh, in that in that in that pathway you're likely going to end up down that drain if you're thinking victoriously you are likely to live a victorious life if you're thinking positive you are likely to end up in positivity if you're thinking negative thoughts you are likely to end up in negativity as you think because your mind is is the camera that captures your future so the question this to you today is what are you thinking about there is a scripture in matthew chapter 4 we all know the story of jesus's temptation many people do not know many people actually think that the satan came to jesus and they were talking face to face we all know the temptation jesus went through three major temptations just like we go through temptations in our daily lives the first temptation after fasting for 40 days, he was hungry, he was tired, he was weary. Just like many of us are weary, many of us can be tired, many of us are frustrated. This was the season Jesus was also vulnerable. And the Bible says the tempter came and tempted him and said, Why don't you take these stones and turn it and eat it and, and take it to bread and eat it and turn it to bread and eat? The second temptation was that the devil, the Bible says the devil took Jesus to a holy city and set him up to the top of a temple and told him if you are the son of god jump down and that was the second temptation the third temptation was that satan took jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the riches of this world and showed him all the riches of this world and said if you can bow down to me i will give you all these things now let me focus what i mean by the kind of temptations we are likely to go through in our life which the, the spirit of the lord was just trying to typify using the story of jesus the first one which talks about hung, hunger talks about materialism the things of the world the things of life food clothing the things that you are naturally likely to be vulnerable to the second one is has to do with a mindset of giving up low self-esteem you know um suicidal thoughts i'm not good enough and all of those things and the last talks about fame worldly loss materialism and all of those things and the end time wealth that is likely to make many 
you know, uh, get distracted from the truth of the word of God. Now, these things were going on in Jesus' mind. They were not things that, it wasn't as if the devil was talking to him physically. A lot of us do not know that. They were mind battles. Just like you and I go through mind battles. Jesus went through it. But something stood out. For everything, every temptation the devil brought, Jesus had a counter word. And that is where the standard of God's word comes in from. No wonder the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, 23, that we should guard our hearts with diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. How have you guided your heart? Because the devil will know that if he tries to discourage you in every way, he uses people, he uses social media, he uses the things that you see, and those things that captured as images in your mind, and all of that. If you are not able to guard your heart, the devil will penetrate. If the devil can distort our true identities in Christ, he can sideline us and make us feel ineffectual for God's kingdom and relevant in our daily life. It will make us useless. It will make us feel useless. It will make us feel unworthy of ourselves if we can distort our true identities. John 8.32 says, We will know the truth and the truth will set us free. It is the truth of God's word that you know that will set you free. So even if the devil is telling you one thing, you can stand on God's word. To counter whatever he's saying. I'm going to show you a few scriptures. The first one is Ephesians 2.10. The Bible says God has already prepared and equipped us to do specific good works in advance. So if God has already prepared and equipped me to do specific good works in advance ahead of time, who is the devil to make me feel less of myself? Whenever God calls us, he equips us and he empowers us. So it's too late for the devil to tell me otherwise. Now, why am I sharing these scriptures? I'm sharing these scriptures so that you can learn to silence the voice of the, of the stranger. You can learn to silence the voice of the, of the enemy when he comes. You must learn the art of speaking to your realm and silencing strange voices. The Bible says, strangers will hear my voice and they will flee out of their hiding place. We read Psalm 18. It's there. They will, they will flee. They will hear my voice and flee out of their hiding places. Another scripture is in Songs of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 7. The scripture says, Thou art fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. Another translation says, You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. So you are flawless. The devil cannot tell me and tell me anything that God has not told me. The devil cannot make me feel less of myself because I'm seeing myself through the lens with with which God sees me. So who is the enemy to tell me otherwise? Psalm 139 verse 14. The Bible says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. I know that fully well. If anyone has ever made you feel less of yourself, or if anything has ever made you feel less of yourself, this scripture counters their action and the negative effects it has on you. Romans 12, 2, the Bible says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God, God's will for your life is. By you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, you will fall for anything in this generation. Hear me and let me say this. Whenever you're going through any challenge, I want you to know that two events are taking place simultaneously. Whatever the devil, whatever show the devil is putting up, please be rest assured that God is working something behind the scene. He is a faithful father. He will never leave his own neither will he ever forsake us. So you have to make sure that you are balanced in your emotions. Another thing is for you to counter whatever the devil is saying with God's word. Let me read Philippians 4, 8 to you. Hear what the scripture is saying. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, that are lovely, things that are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any praise, think on these things. What you are thinking on, is it the truth or is it a lie of the enemy? Is it honest? 
Are those things just, are they pure? Are they lovely? Are they of a good report? If it is not of a good report, please take it out of your mind. The devil does not have your interest at heart. And he will do anything. The Bible says if there is any praise, if there is any virtue, if there is any excellence on these things, you should meditate. I want to charge you today. You have listened to this podcast. Make up your mind that no matter what you go through, you will live that victorious life that God has earmarked for you. God bless you and see you in the next next podcast. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Dr. Kenny Akins, the 3D woman. And I'll be sharing in this podcast the key to mental wellness. The key to mental wellness. Being mentally well means that your mind is in order and functioning in your best interests. That means that you can think, act, feel in ways that create a positive impact on your physical and social well-being for a balanced life. Why is this important? It's important because it will help you to make healthy choices at every stage of your life. I'm actually sharing this podcast this this day in order to help someone who is listening to me have a healthy and victorious life in this season in this season and era where negativity is the order of the day. So you are welcome. Like we all know, the effect of the pandemic has caused a lot of people to lose valuable things in their life. People have lost lost loved ones. People have lost businesses. People are mentally unstable. And if you are not mentally well, you might be suffering from a mental disorder. I'm just going to mention a few of these mental conditions which can range, you know, um, range from conditions that affect our mood thinking and behavior and um, these things can impact a whole lot on our productivity and output in life most common and types include clinical depression anxiety disorder bipolar disorder i would just like to mention a few of how this uh, mental disorder affects our life A clinical depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairments in daily life. Anxiety disorder is a mental health disorder that is characterized by feelings of of worry, anxiety, fear that are they are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. Examples could include panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, and PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. In, in acute or severe cases, someone might be going through a bipolar disorder, a disorder that is, that is associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive low to high manics high manic attacks this cause the cause of this type of disorder isn't known but a combination of genetics the environment that one live in and all of these things might be a reason why people suffer from it for bipolar disorder um, it's a medical condition that can't that can be treated but really it can't be cured sometimes in chronic cases it may last for years or even be a lifelong experience some of these disorders also have symptoms such as um, eye energy sometimes reduced need for sleep sometimes people have loss of touch with reality they are just in a world of their own sometimes it leads to depression loss of interest in daily activities low motivation you know and sometimes it could even lead lead to suicidal thoughts 
in other cases uh, in other low um, cases people are, are, um, have feelings of discouragement people have negative thoughts people have low self-esteem or worth or a lot of feelings of inadequacy now I realize that what we see or hear about others sometimes effect of past mistakes pain feelings of regret are things that can contribute to this kind of feelings that lead to mental um, disorder or unwellness now where does all of this start it starts from the mind like you know i have just one solution and that solution comes from the word of god so i'm going to be sharing a whole lot of scriptures that will help you come out of whatever situation it is whether it is a mental disorder whether it is a clinical depression anxiety disorder bipolar disorder or it's just is this feeling of i'm not good enough i don't have enough i'm not i'm not i can't measure up you know whatever it is that the devil is using to attack your mind i want you to know that there is nothing the word of god cannot do now i'm going to be focusing this um Um, podcast on three major things one what god's word says what is the word of god saying what is the standard number two what you allow the devil to say to you and number three what you are saying to yourself because like i like you know all these things are mind battles and if you have to live a victorious life you have to be balanced in your emotions you have to make sure that there is stability in your mind the way you think the way you reason so i would want you to stay through with me in this podcast the first scripture i would like to share is from the book of proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 the bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he as you think what is going through your mind what are you allowing in your emotions? How are you balanced? How are you stable in your emotions? As you think in your heart, so are you. If you think suicidal thoughts, you are, you are likely going to end up uh, uh, in that in that in that pathway. You're likely going to end up down that drain. If you are thinking victoriously, you are likely to live a victorious life. If you are thinking positive, you are likely to end up in positivity. If you are thinking negative thoughts, you are likely to end up in negativity. As you think, because your mind is is a camera that captures your future. So, the question this to you today is what are you thinking about there is a scripture in matthew chapter 4 we all know the story of jesus's temptation many people do not know many people actually think that the satan came to jesus and they were talking face to face we all know the temptation jesus went through three major temptations just like we go through temptations in our daily lives the first temptation after fasting for 40 days he was hungry he was tired he was weary just like many of us are weary many of us can be tired many of us are frustrated this was the season jesus was also vulnerable and the bible says the tempter came and tempted him and said why don't you take these stones and turn it and eat it and, and take it to bread and eat it and turn it to bread and eat the second temptation was that the devil the bible says the devil took jesus to a holy city and set him up to the top of the temple and told him if you are the son of god jump down and that was the second temptation the third temptation was that satan took jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the riches of this world and showed him all the riches of this world and said if you can bow down to me i will give you all these things now let me focus what i mean by the kind of temptations we are likely to go through in our life which the the spirit of the lord was just trying to typify using the story of jesus the first one which talks about hunger talks about materialism the things of the world the things of life food clothing the things that you are naturally likely to be vulnerable to the second one is has to do with a mindset of giving up low self-esteem you know um suicidal thoughts i'm not good enough and all of those things 
and the last talks about fame worldly loss materialism and all of those things and the end time wealth that is likely to make many you know uh, get distracted from the truth of the word of god now these things were going on in jesus's mind they were not things that it wasn't as if the devil was talking to him physically a lot of us do not know that they were mind battles just like you and i go through mind battles jesus went through it but something stood out for everything every temptation the devil brought jesus had a counter word and that is where the standard of god's word comes in from no wonder the bible says in proverbs chapter 4 23 that we should guard our hearts with diligence for out of it comes the issues of life how have you guided your heart because the devil will know that if he tries to discourage you in every way he uses people he uses social media he uses the things that you see and those things that captured as images in your mind and all of them. if you are not able to guard your heart the devil will penetrate if the devil can distort our true identities in christ he can sideline us and make us feel ineffectual for God's kingdom and relevant in our daily life. It will make us useless. It will make us feel useless. It will make us feel unworthy of ourselves if it can distort our true identities. John 8.32 says, We will know the truth and the truth will set us free. It is the truth of God's word that you know that will set you free. So even if the devil is telling you one thing, you can stand on God's word to counter whatever he's saying. I'm going to share a few scriptures. The first one is Ephesians 2.10. The Bible says God has already prepared and equipped us to do specific good works in advance. So if God has already prepared and equipped me to do specific good works in advance ahead of time, who is the devil to make me feel less of myself? Whenever God calls us, he equips us and he empowers us. So it's too late for the devil to tell me otherwise. Now, why am I sharing these scriptures? I'm sharing the scriptures so that you can learn to silence the voice of the, of the stranger. You can learn to silence the voice of the, of the enemy when it comes. You must learn the art of speaking to your realm and silencing strange voices. The Bible says, strangers will hear my voice and they will flee out of their hiding place. We read Psalm 18. It's there. They will, they will flee. They will hear my voice and flee out of their hiding places. Another scripture is in Songs of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 7. The scripture says, Thou art fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. Another translation says, You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. So you are flawless. The devil cannot tell me and tell me anything that God has not told me. The devil cannot make me feel less of myself because I'm seeing myself through the lens with with which God sees me. So with the enemy to tell me otherwise. Psalm 139 verse 14. The Bible says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. I know that fully well. If anyone has ever made you feel less of yourself, or if anything has ever made you feel less of yourself, this scripture counters their action and the negative effects it has on you. Romans 12, 2, the Bible says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God, God's will for your life is. By you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, you will fall for anything in this generation. Hear me and let me say this. Whenever you're going through any challenge, I want you to know that two events are taking place simultaneously. Whatever the devil, whatever show the devil is putting up, please be rest assured that God is working something behind the scene. He is a faithful father. He will never leave his own neither will he ever forsake us. So you have to make sure that you are balanced in your emotions. Another thing is for you to counter whatever the devil is saying with God's word. Let me read Philippians 4, 8 to you. Hear what the scripture is saying. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, that are lovely, things that are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any praise, 
think on these things? What you are thinking on? Is it the truth or is it a lie of the enemy? Is it honest? Are those things just? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Are they of a good report? If it is not of a good report, please take it out of your mind. The devil does not have your interest at heart and he will do anything. The Bible says if there is any praise, if there is any virtue, if there is any excellence on these things, you should meditate. I want to charge you today. You have listened to this podcast. Make up your mind that no matter what you go through, you will live that victorious life that God has earmarked for you. God bless you and see you in the next next podcast. Bye-bye.